homeschooling, extracurriculars, co-ops, and dual enrollment courses. We're going to talk about our experiences with all of that and more on this special Blue-Haired Conservatives episode of the Subtle Rampage podcast. Let's get into it. Warning, the following program contains critical thinking, honest opinions, viewpoints on culture that may seem conservative, and a positive view on absolute detestable things such as marriage and children. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome or welcome back to the Subtle Rampage podcast where I discuss the things that I feel like discussing. My name is Adelia Kirchner and this is Shauna Husky, my fellow blue-haired conservative and best friend. Say ayo, ayo, yes, sir. Um, she, she's a quiet one, but she she can get there. I promise. It, it takes time, but eventually we got it. We got it. Um, so you grew up homeschooled, right? Yes. That's yes, cra- for the most part. That's crazy. That's really crazy. Very crazy. You're actually. so weird. I know. Um, actually, I was also homeschooled. Uh, we're both homeschool alumni, so <laughs> I, I thought it would be a fun conversation to just get on here and kind of. Uh, give a general overview of what homeschooling was like for us and maybe how that ended up translating into certain aspects of our lives thus far. Uh, so to start us off here, Shauna, did you ever go to public school? Yes, unfortunately. Yeah? When did you go? Uh, kindergarten, first and second grade. Okay, so yeah. like starting right off the bat going to public school. Yeah, it wasn't my parents' original plan, but yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so what what was public school like for little kid you? Little kid me hated it. Um, I dealt with all of it, pretty much. The bullies, the mean teachers. I only had one nice teacher. Okay. <laughs> um, my last teacher gave me an ulcer. Um, yeah, I had some, I had some nice big holes in my stomach from stress because my teacher wouldn't help me with math which is not my strong suit to this day. And we are talking kindergarten, first grade, second grade, like kid level, where you're yeah. still needing to like be alongside kids. Yes, very much. Like I wasn't getting that time. My kindergarten teacher always put me in timeout. And from what I can recall, it was for no reason other than she did not want to look at my face. And I know that because she told that to me one, one time I was sitting there and she's like, turn around. I don't want to see your face. Dude, and, dude, can you yeah. ima- can you imagine like being an adult and like <laughs> saying that to a child that you're getting paid to take care yeah. of and teach? Uh, yeah. So, um, but you said that's not uh, that wasn't the initial plan. So, no. why did you end up being homeschooled? It was just mainly a financial and job situation with my parents, like. They were both working in completely separate places at completely separate hours. It was just better for my, you know, grandparents because that's where we were living with mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, they were the main ca- caretakers. Yeah, that's who would have taken care of you if you were yeah. homeschooled. And they are older, so it would be more difficult to, like, try to do that and learn how to do that as yeah. a grandparent than, like, just sending me to public school like other people deal with me (laughs) so your mom never really wanted to send you to public school that's just what ended up happening for necessity's sake um so obviously you went to second grade as public school student and then third grade you were homeschooled third grade on i was homeschooled okay i gotcha um and what did like 
was there anything else like like what was your mom's reasoning for wanting to homeschool to begin with you know i think it's just from her personal experiences also dealing with bullying and just general bad people Mm -hmm. in the public school system not all public school people are bad it's just majority of experiences that i know of are bad (laughs) well yeah and, and there's a lot of people in those environments. There's yeah. always, there's a lot of students, there's a lot of teachers, there's a lot of staff, there's a lot of people. When you put a lot of people into an environment, there's going to be negative experiences for some of those people. Yeah. It's just the reality. No matter if that's school or summer camp or whatever it is. Yeah. There's going to be people who have fine experiences, but because there are so many people, not everybody's going to have a good experience. but so your mom probably kind of did that because of just the way that she grew up then yeah that that's that's as far as i was told i gotcha yeah that's kind of like similar similar to the reason that my parents decided to homeschool um i mean my mom had a lot of rough experiences growing up uh lower socioeconomic status uh just areas with not great schools uh corporal punishment was still legal um so my mom had a lot of very negative borderline abusive experiences with her public school time and um you know (laughs) and is still like recalling instances to this day being like oh my goodness i completely forgot like blanked out about this happening but i just remember that this happened like that's crazy but yeah my dad had very similar experiences like with the paddle and yeah stuff, like. yeah just insane stuff but yeah um so that was part of it and then um and my so my mom was in the public school system growing up and then my dad uh he went to lutheran school mm-hmm. lutheran private school all the way through um and so both of them i think you know knew that there was something better <laughs> and knew that if yeah. you know they could cater a better education for their kids they wanted to and um and my mom was like i want to homeschool and my dad was like okay sure that's what you want to do that's what we're gonna do um and now they have me (laughs) their pride and joy along with six other um six other children who are growing up and becoming their own people and you know i don't know i love homeschooling we're just gonna put that out there i love homeschooling (laughs) yeah it, it definitely has like a very positive outlook in my opinion yeah I know that there are people who, you know, didn't like being homeschooled or, you know, they have mm-hmm. their reasons, but um, I boil down a lot of a lot of people who don't like homeschooling. I normally feel like what their stories normally boil down to is just um, a lack of wanting to homeschool on their parents' yeah. part. Yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's mainly on the parents to foster a good education for the child. It doesn't mean you have to have the money to do all the stuff. It doesn't mean... doesn't that, mean you have to have a degree. Yeah, you don't have to be a freaking, like, certified teacher to homeschool your kids. But um, there are, I think we've both talked about this before, like, there, there are a lot of kids who get pulled out of public school for... Uh, because of bullying. And their parents will pull them out and homeschool them. Uh, but the parent never really wanted to homeschool in the first place. They just know that their kid's getting bullied and they don't want them to be bullied. So they pull them out and then they don't really want to homeschool. They don't really put the time and effort into putting together, uh, like a curriculum that works for that child. Sometimes it'll just be bringing the public school curriculum home or, you know, giving them like Khan Academy math and then going to work. And so, so, you know, that stuff's never going to turn out well. It wouldn't turn out well if it 
took place in the public school either. So it's just kind of one of those things. But I think uh, the majority of people who have parents who want to homeschool, they do have at least a homeschool experience that leaves them in a you know, the same decent spot of public school experience. Yeah, is, you know, like, like neutral. It's never worse than public yeah. school. Like, I know there are people, there's always exceptions to the rule, but in general, it's never worse than public school. <laughs> Just homeschool yeah. your kids, please. <laughs> if your heart's in the right place, it's gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, at the very least, they'll grow up and they'll know that their parents cared about them uh, enough to put that much time and effort into spending time with them and being a part of their education on a daily basis. Yeah. What did homeschooling look like for you in your younger years? Like, before you got to, like, eighth grade? Like, uh, you know, were you sitting down, like, at the mm -hmm. at a desk doing schoolwork on a schedule? Were you kind of just hanging out on the couch doing the, like, what mm -hmm. did that, what did a homeschool day look like for you when you were a kid? It, and in the beginning, it was trying to copy public school because... Mm -hmm. My mom was still in the beginning phases of research, researching this type of stuff. Yeah. And she thought that in order to homeschool your child, your child has to sit down and do all the subjects for eight hours straight every day, you know, being very, very strict and like basically bring the public school home, mm -hmm. but it's just you and your kid. And that's not what Pub, that's not what homeschooling is mm -hmm. and we found that out real quick um <laughs> sorry to interrupt but side note um when you try to bring public school home it just it, it's way more difficult on you as a parent mm -hmm. i'm just saying yeah like, it, it just it makes things way too stressful and it, it it makes things way too confusing and it's unnecessary like there's a reason there's a reason so go yeah. ahead <laughs> like so most of my work was at the table um until like my mar mom started to, until my Words. mom, <laughs> until my mom started to be like, okay, you can do English in bed. Cause mm. like, sometimes I'll wake up one morning and be like, oh, I'm really motivated. I want to get stuff done. But mom's like really tired because I had a baby sister at the time, yeah. like, and a toddler sister. <laughs> okay. And so I just like would start doing it on my own and I would just be in bed, the couch, kitchen table wherever I felt comfortable just physically and if I was comfortable physically I would do homework just fine yeah it wasn't really a struggle yeah if you weren't being forced to sit in an uncomfortable tiny desk yeah in the same classroom for however long no <laughs> I, I did have um the lovely experience of my dad trying to get me to finish math one night with a timer that we had in our kitchen uh, don't do that don't don't do that. If your child already struggles with math and they've been sitting at their desk for hours <laughs> trying to get it done, um, because they're just not math witted, okay? Mm -hmm. And then like, you come home and you like see them and struggling. You you help them. You don't like put them on a timer because you want to go to bed. <laughs> okay. That's just all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. It's giving um, the time when Shauna turned 18, or no, 20. 20. Yeah, when Shauna turned 20 for her birthday or whatever, she just wanted to stay home and have a chill day, so she was, like, baking a cake, and I kept setting, like, 10-minute timers, and I was like, you have 10 minutes to complete this cake, and she was getting so irritated. Because they give you more than 10 minutes. On a cooking show. Yes, on okay. a baking show. But I just wanted to up the stakes. <laughs> no. I was going for chill vibes, not ha. <laughs> but yeah, so so besides the the timer, 
situation. It was mostly good. And that wasn't, it was like on the other parents' part, not, my, not the main teacher's part. It'd so. be like that. Yeah. Everybody has family moments. Love you, Dad. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> no, we, we all have moments. Yeah, no, definitely. Where, especially like uh, as parents and children, like there's so many like um, mis- miscommunication yeah. almost because children's <laughs> minds are so different than parents' minds and it's like if you both were parents you'd understand if you both were children you'd understand but it's just yeah. it's like it's it's a translation process yeah so it'd be like that what about curriculum like when I don't know if you remember much from when you were younger but like mm. what was curriculum like like was it all like uh, a Becca or mm. you know was it all Pearson like you know like type um, of Becca was definitely really strong. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember how it was in the very beginning. I just know that like later on, Becca became a very strong brand in our family's mm -hmm. curriculum. Um, also, I don't know what Brandy's little pamphlets are from, but they're like they're called life packs, and mm -hmm. they're like you do like a little booklet each week or two, and then you finish this the entire school year when you're done. Oh. I hated those, by the way. But <laughs> were they for all subjects? They were for all subjects. Um, I had them for when I was doing them. Then I had them for all subjects except math. With math, I had Matthew C. Okay, I did Matthew C. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually liked Matthew C until I got to like I think. I think it was algebra. Or something. I, yeah, I think once I got to algebra, I didn't like Matthew C. But when I, it was like addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, all that stuff, a Matthew C. curriculum, I liked. Yeah. And you know, I, uh, what was funny is like uh, we found out apparently that little kidney actually liked math. Yeah, that was shocking to find. <laughs> I have not liked math in a really long time because like I just I hated it. Even when I understood it, like it was like okay, cool, I understand this. I just don't need to use it. So it's. I hate this. Um, but we were, like, going through some of my, like, old childhood, like, stories that I wrote and journals and stuff. And there was a lot of journal entries where, like, I talked about how much I liked math. Uh, so apparently I liked it. And that was probably when I was using Matthew C. Uh, so <laughs> um, for you homeschool parents out there who want a math curriculum for your young kids, Matthew C. might be yeah. an option. Um, did you ever do anything like online, like like videos or any of those types of curriculums? Um, online in the sense of that it was on the computer, mm -hmm. not necessarily through like an education program, like a school or anything like yeah. that. Um, it was just like it was like another like thing you buy from a homeschool curriculum thing, and then you just you just did it on the computer. Mm -hmm. um, I remember coming like CD packs and I hated. <laughs> <laughs> I always was grumpy, and I would do, like, the grumpy crossovers, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. watching my dad install it. <laughs> um, Arms crossed, little yeah. pout lips. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. But that's where I did uh, a lot of my early year um, homeschooling experience. Uh, it's also where I uh, picked up ink night. I did English, but mm. where I picked up French. Mm. Uh, because there was, like, a French curriculum that I wanted to do, and it was available to middle schoolers, so I did that. Okay, I gotcha. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> That's the only one I enjoyed. 
Yeah, um, there were a couple times throughout my, like, younger years before high school that my mom would get, um, like, DVD curriculums where you would, uh, watch, like, a lecture and then you would go work in the workbook and whatever, so stuff like that, and I, I personally was never somebody who learned very well from just watching a video or, like, any of that type of stuff, like, the videos, the online type stuff, it was just never, it never, I never learned the same as I did from just, like, textbook, like, in-person, hands-on type of learning. In the same way, yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I hated it so much. Probably. Because, like, I did better, I felt like I learned more when I did it on a book, in a book. Yeah, that's fair. Like, uh, I know that one of my brothers, he enjoyed like, the DVD lessons. He, he liked that. Uh, he liked, like, the online, like, games to learn things and stuff like that. It just wasn't my thing. And so after a few times of getting me curriculum like that, my mom was like, okay, clearly this is not working. <laughs> um, and kind of switched it up a bit. And we just, like, worked together, especially as I started to get a little bit older, to pick out the curriculum that we thought was going to work the best for me. And that's one of the best things about homeschooling, in my opinion, is that you get to really focus on your kid on your student, like what, how they learn, what they like to learn, how they like to learn certain subjects, you know, uh, is your kid gonna enjoy science by just reading a book about, like, all these crazy experiments that got done? Are they gonna enjoy, like, science by learning hands-on, doing science experiments with you? Like, there's a million different ways you can teach a subject. It's really dependent on, like, the type of learner your kid is, and which is, a reason why I really like homeschooling because it is tailored to fit your child and you can work with your mm-hmm. child to give them the best education experience you can. Exactly. Like, I remember, um, like, being a kid and going to, like, homeschool conventions, like, uh, teach them diligently for you homeschoolers out there. Um, and, like, you know, going through the vendor hall where all these curriculum people come and bring curriculum, you can, you know, flip through it, buy it, bookmark it for later, you know, and me and my mom would go through and my mom would pick out curriculum that she liked and then she'd be like, hey, what do you think about this? And then I would either be like, nope, not going to work. Or like, like I, w- I was personally, mm-hmm. because my mom was spending so much time trying to figure out what worked for me, I was able to kind of recognize for myself what worked for me and how I learned. And so I feel like that kind of definitely helped later on in life with my independence and like yeah. knowing what was going to work for me studying wise, what was gonna work for me in college you know that type of thing mm-hmm. but yeah no it's just a really cool part about homeschooling is you can mix and match and you can tailor everything to your kid um and, you know and you don't have to spend a lot of money on a fancy curriculum to do that either there's a lot of free resources out there um and literally yeah. just books you can use just literature like they don't have to be textbooks it doesn't yeah. have to be curriculum yeah literally one of the literature books i had growing up was just little snippets of all these, like, classical literature stories, Mm -hmm. all just in just one book. I mean, you could just send your kid to the library, and they could read those full books, or they could read a chapter out of each book. You you just figure out what works for you, what interests them. Yeah. What exposes them to, like, the different type of literature you want to expose them to. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if your kid is like super interested in like 
World War II. Okay, like like that's like what they're interested in for like a year or two of their lives. Like for me, um, when I was younger, like I was super interested in the Civil War. Like that was what I was obsessed with. I was reading historical fiction books about it. I went to Civil War camp. I got like a Civil War gun, like a fake one from Civil War camp. I know that one. <laughs> um, my siblings, uh, Sha- Shauna didn't know. I think that I had it. I or saw it. She she'd like seen it in my room or whatever, but I guess one of my siblings last year, like when Shauna was visiting me, like ran in the room with it or whatever and was holding it and pointed it at her and she like flipped out. It was a high intense moment to start <laughs> with. And then like that happened and it was just like ha! And it is now one of my favorite memories. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> At Shauna's detriment, but she agrees it, that it was yeah. hilarious. It, so. It's funny. <laughs> I thought I was going to die, but it's funny. But yeah, no, when I was younger, I was super obsessed with the Civil War. And my mom recognized that and was like, okay, you that's what you want to learn about? We're going to learn all about the Civil War. And so like, I, I, you know, I did lap books, which are like, you know, little, it's like, it's like, getting a poster board presentation but it's in a book form and you do all these different projects and you put them in the book and it's a lap book and it you know has all sorts of like you know little snippets of information and little projects Mm -hmm. that you did i built like paper fort fortresses like replicas you know all sorts of stuff um and my mom would take us to like history fairs that were like from that time period and you know and that was my history for like a year or two, I think, because that was what I was interested in. It didn't mean I didn't learn about other things. It just meant that my mom recognized that I was like loving learning about a particular subject. And she said, okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's encouraging your child to learn. <laughs> exactly. You want your kid to enjoy learning. You want them to seek out that for themselves, especially when they leave your house. You want them to keep being open to learning because they enjoy it. Um, but yeah, so what did homeschooling for high school uh, look for you? I think uh, a lot of people who consider homeschooling, like, they, they tend to be, like, totally, like, confident in their skills when it comes to the younger grades and stuff. Yeah. But then it's, like, uh, homeschooling high schoolers scares a lot of parents and they feel like they yeah. aren't qualified to do it. Like, they don't realize that they don't have to know everything because there's so many resources out there. Yeah, and I think it's an understandable fear to begin with. Yeah. Like, just, it is intimidating. And then you get lots of people, you know, going, but you're not a teacher, how are you gonna do it? Yeah, that, <laughs> that, I've gotten that too many times. But, yeah, so, like, yeah. What, what what did your high school experience look like as far as the, um, like, education part of it? The education part of it, um, I mean, I wasn't really working with my mom much anymore at that point. My mom mm-hmm. wasn't really checking my homework to, like, grade, but she will check in from time to time. Yeah. Um, independence, guys! Yes, I was, I was taught to be independent, basically. I joke with my mom about how, like, yeah, you just threw books at me and told me to go learn. And that's what I did, you know. But it's like they did prepare us to get to that point of that, being able to learn yeah, that's, ourselves. That's exactly right. That's what I was gonna follow up with. Like <laughs> like that like there was the foundation to throw books at me, okay? <laughs> and like the expectation of me knowing that I'm gonna go do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's that also that trust bond. Yeah. Um but for me it was just mostly like working on my own, uh, getting my work done within a few hours, and then doing whatever I wanted the rest of the day. 
Um, as I got older, like maybe like my last two years of mm. high school, um, I did dual enrollment. I did mixture at first of homeschool dual enrollment, but then like I did more dual enrollment, which was was a lot of gen ed stuff that I would have taken in high school as honor classes anyways. Yeah. So it just kind of worked out that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, my, my high school was pretty similar in the aspect of, like, at that point, I was doing a lot of the stuff on my own. My mom would, you know, get curriculum and give it to me with kind of, like, an outline of what needed to be done when yeah, my for mom, the whole yeah, school sorry. year. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna what say, yeah, like? my mom, uh, she she would make, like, a whole, like, list, like, week yeah. by week, like, okay, this is, these are what you, this is what you need to get done. Mm. And then, like, if I didn't feel like, do, say, doing a uh, language one day, I was like, I really don't want to do this. I'd go talk to her and be like, can, can you change it? And so, like, what she would do is she would double it the next day. Yeah. So, or double it somewhere. So that way I still finished on time, mm -hmm. like, of our schedule. Not a public school schedule, just our schedule of when we wanted to have, like, a Christmas break, a Thanksgiving break, a summer break, that mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah. No, my, my mom definitely, like, a lot of time does go into planning for your kids, but, you know, even, at, like, at, as they do get older, though, even high school, like, depending on what your kid is like, like, the type of, you know, organizer or, like, you know, if your kid is the type of person who likes to plan out their own time, mm -hmm. then, you know, you just tell them, hey, this is what has to be done for the whole school year. Um, I'm gonna let you figure that out. Yeah. And assign it yeah. to yourself, and then I'm going to check in on you and make sure that you're doing it, type of thing. Uh, Building time management skills. Exactly. There we go. Another benefit to being homeschooled. Wow. So many things. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. But you mentioned uh, dual enrollment, and I mean, I... By the time I got to high school, I was already, I was living in Texas. This is mm -hmm. after I moved away from Florida. So me yeah. and Shauna were separated. We were, it was very, like, sad. It was very, very, depressing. very sad. Yeah. Um, a lot of those things. <laughs> but, but yeah, so we were long distance friends and, um, and Shauna is two years older than me. So mm -hmm. she had already been doing dual enrollment. Yeah. Uh, for about two years, pretty much. Yeah. Because I, I, you started doing dual enrollment at 16, 16 yeah. and then I started doing dual enrollment at 16 as well. Um, so it was my, my junior year. Uh, she finally understood my struggles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I made fun of her and I still, I still maintain my making fun of her stress. Um, yeah. Because, you know. Yeah. She finds it quite entertaining, and I don't know why I thought she loved me, but, you know, that's another thing, I guess. Yeah, we just, we'll have that conversation off camera. Um, <laughs> wow. Off the, off the record. Off the record. <laughs> hey, you have to find the funniness in things, otherwise everything is depressing. Um, I know there's some of you out there who would disagree, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, differences in personality and outlook, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I spent my high school years in Texas. And so in Texas, uh, for dual enrollment students who are homeschooled, the uh, cost of those dual enrollment courses mm -hmm. at the college, it isn't covered. Um, I think the, the community college that I went to that was local to us, uh, they their dual enrollment rate was half of what a college student would pay yeah. to take the course. 
but there's no program, or at least there wasn't at the time, that would cover that cost for homeschool dual enrollment students. There is a program um, that covers those costs for public school students, um, and I think private school students probably have something like that, but uh, that was not available for homeschoolers. And uh, there was scholarships that were open to dual enrollment students, so I did apply for those, um, and uh, that covered, like, I think one maybe two classes per semester or per mm-hmm. year or something. Uh, but it's it still costed uh, my parents money. But uh, at that point, I had maybe like two or three like high school courses that, you know, I still needed to take um, if I wasn't going to or if I if I was going to do, do dual enrollment, there were only a couple more things I had to do that were strictly high school level. So it just made sense to go ahead and knock out the college course as well. Um, so that's what I did junior and senior year of high school is I did uh, dual enrollment. But you did dual enrollment at just community college, right? Yes. Okay, so I did I did dual enrollment for I think three semesters at uh, community college, and then my last semester of high school, I did my dual enrollment courses at Southwestern Assemblies of God University, which is a Christian university in Texas. Um, and so those were two very different experiences for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was a community college community college professor type environment. Um, And then the other was like a university level, like English courses. And it like solidified for me that I like loved talking about literature (laughs) and like just writing, but it was a very, very different for sure. Um, So what was the dual enrollment process for you in Florida? Like, what did that look like? Um, Really like, from what I can recall, I think the classes were free for a high school, homeschool, dual enrollment students. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's how it is in Tennessee as well. My brother, uh, who just graduated high school this year, he, his last semester of high school, he took dual enrollment courses for free under the, I think it's Tennessee Promise or Tennessee Hope or some, something like that. Yeah, something. Um, but they, they do have a program in Tennessee and I think in Florida where mm-hmm. it covers um, the cost of dual enrollment courses for high school students, as long as you don't go over a certain amount of credit hours, I think. Yeah, I, I think I vaguely remember that being a thing. Like, you could only take it and also it depended on your GPA mm-hmm. and how well you did. Cause I think at one point while I was still in high school, they were like, you could take seven courses because your GPA is still a 4.0. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that. Oh, you mean so I can get it down to a 2.0? Thanks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm sure you would have done fine, but like not 4.0 anymore. No, what? Seven classes at once. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you ever take, you did take dual enrollment courses online and in person, right? Yes. Both. So what did you feel like the difference was between the two of those? I retained a lot more information in person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Online, it was, it was, I just didn't keep it all in my head as much. I don't know if it's just because that was how my learning style has always been Mm -hmm. or what, but yeah. And with, with the, the online classes, were they asynchronous? Like you did it on your own time or was it like where, where things still do every week? It depended on the class, but in generality, yes. Okay. But there was no like video classes or anything like that. 
Not at community college. Yeah. If so, maybe one or two, but, like, not for the entire semester. Yeah. Uh, I also took online, uh, a couple online courses. I think maybe, yeah, I think I maybe took two online courses out of all my dual enrollment courses, uh, just because they didn't have those particular subjects in person at the location I was near. Um, but definitely in-person courses were just better because yeah. you, the thing is with online courses, and I'm sure those of you who have taken them in any capacity realize this, but like, um, when you're in person, you're getting to like your your professor knows your face. They know your name. They know how you act in class. They know if you're paying attention. They know what kind of student you are. Yeah. Um. That it's just a lot more personable. Um. Versus online classes, like you're just a name and a little picture on the screen, mm-hmm. and there's not much you can do about that because yeah. even if you are emailing back and forth trying to get to know the professor, I mean, there's only so much that they're going to tolerate of that, to be completely honest. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a totally different story than just walking up to them after class and yeah. being like, hey, I hope you had a good weekend type different of thing. Different vibes. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, when the when midterms roll around and, you know, you are not doing as well as you hoped that you would or, you know, or you really need to ask specific questions and get examples and answers and you really mm-hmm. want help, um, being able to have that in-person connection with a professor is, like, way, way better because yeah. they know who you are and they're more likely to be like, oh, okay, totally, like, let me help you. That doesn't mean all professors are good. I've had some in-person professors that just really should not be teaching. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so is she. But it, the chances of getting help when you need it are more likely when you are in person just because of the personable nature of seeing people's faces. Yeah. Um, and just their body language. And yeah. Of that just nature. getting to know them yeah. and like what they're like in the classroom. But yeah, so there's that. Um, Another thing that me and Sean have talked about before is just how thrilled professors actually are when they hear that you are a homeschool student. Um, Like, especially like in dual enrollment, in dual enrollment, I've heard that a lot because, you know, you know, you still looked like a high schooler. I still looked like a high schooler for the most part. Like, it was very clear that we were young. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you can be mistaken for a freshman when you are young because whatever, but also at community colleges... Um, they are more used to seeing, you know, dual enrollment students. Yeah. So um, it's a more common occurrence. Yeah. So you would get the question like, uh, you know, are you homeschooled? Or like just yeah. because they're they're so excited, or you, they would realize that you were homeschooled, and then they'd be like, oh my goodness, I yeah. love homeschooled students. They're always yeah. so respectful and so independent. Honestly, that is what I got a lot of the time, and. I remember one professor specifically saying to me, oh, you're homeschooled? What? Like, I love homeschoolers, you know, you're dependent, blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, automatic A, because I know you're going to do great in this class just because you're homeschooled, based on that alone. And I did get an A, so. But strictly based off merit, okay? He was was joking. He was not playing favorites. Yes. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, no, it's it's definitely, it's interesting that the narrative that has at least surrounded homeschooling, like, when I was being homeschooled. Yeah, same here. I know things have changed and shifted a little bit over the last few years, but um, when we were being homeschooled, like, there... There was a big stigma, and especially from, like, public school teachers that they just, if my mom, like, said that we were homeschooled around a public school teacher, it was immediately, immediately, like, 
and it just went downhill from there like yeah like I remember when my mom was talking to my second grade teacher saying that they're just talking about me and like oh looking forward to seeing her in the halls next year or something like that and mom's just like actually we're doing this and then they got into a whole debate at the christmas party <laughs> like yeah so th there's just a lot of people who have a huge problem with homeschooling mostly because they're not willing to take the time to understand what it actually looks like and what the results actually are yeah um but you know and they feel like it's an attack on them because they haven't chosen that mm -hmm. uh so you know you gotta gotta leave some room for nuance but still yeah um but yeah no like professors it, it's interesting that even though there was still that like negativity mm -hmm. professors and colleges were the ones recognizing mm -hmm. how different students were who were homeschooled compared yeah. to a lot of the students they got who were not um and that happened to me even outside of like the college sphere like um i took uh some classes at like a community thing or whatever it was mm -hmm. like uh they did they, they did a lot of videography and photography classes in st oh, petersburg florida yeah, tasco um but yeah so they they did a lot of stuff for just the community in general, like classes for kids. Uh, but then they would do a homeschooling class uh, during the week, during a weekday, during the school year. And I took a photography and videography classes there one year. And um, <laughs> they were constantly like the people who taught there, they were not homeschool people. It was not anything Christian homeschool related. Like a lot of the homeschoolers there were secular. So it had nothing to do with really, um, well, it had nothing to do with religion. Yeah, not really. Like, so it was just uh, based off the sole fact that we were all homeschooled. Like they noticed obviously enough of a difference between, uh, our small group of homeschooled students and the groups of kids they normally got that they were constantly like, this is just so interesting that you guys are like so mature and put together and you know able to independent workers yes like all of that stuff yeah. so it's just it's very interesting um how that plays out once your kids if you homeschool them actually get sent out into the world yes they're gonna get people who think they're weird yes um because people can't handle the fact that there's different ways to live life but yeah like you may get like very condescending questions and you know it's just gonna like give your kid tougher skin to build so honestly yeah it gives them a little bit of perspective a little sooner yeah. than other people get it i think yeah and i think that's part of what makes them very mature in their like approach to people yeah well it, At yeah least in our experience with fellow homeschoolers yeah and part of it you know um <laughs> is literally just the fact that when you homeschool your kids um, and you're taking them throughout <laughs> throughout y'all's life together, you're taking them to the grocery store, you're going to go visit people, you're mm -hmm. going to go hang out with, you're not trapping them in an environment where they're only around other kids their age and then the only authority figures are these people who aren't related to them, who aren't always nice to them, who are yeah. <laughs> sometimes, you know, are enforcing things and not listening to them. Like, you know, there's just that dynamic in public school that is not present in homeschool and in homeschooling mm -hmm. your kids get a lot more experience talking to people of all different age groups yeah 
Like, that's why I've always been able to talk to parents um, of my yeah. friends. Like, that was a running joke when me and Shauna were younger, especially. And, like, yeah. I spent a lot of time at her house. It was just, like, <laughs> she's always talking to my mom. <laughs> I'd always be talking to her mom. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's not because I can't talk to people my own age. It's just that uh, growing up homeschooled, it, like, allowed me the mm-hmm. experience of talking to people who were older than me by several decades, people who were my parents' age, people who were yeah. younger than me taking care of other people's little kids just because it was fun like yeah I agree with that like even though I'm not a very sociable person by nature I still found it easy to like talk to people of a wide age range like I think the only time I found it difficult was talking to people my own age that's fair but that's just that's just like awkwardness that comes with being a kid honestly teenagers are awkward and that that's where it came from being a teenager toss two teenagers who don't know each other in a room with their parents, you're not going to get anywhere. They're going to be, like, staring at the floor. No matter if they're public school or homeschool. It does not matter. If they don't know each other and and there's still adults in the room, like, they're not going to talk to each other. I swear. <laughs> like, like, I've seen it multiple times. I, I've been that teenager. Um, and then, like, yeah. now being adults, like, we, we've we seen it a few times. Like, just yeah. things that, like, we, we've seen teenagers out in public recently and it's just been, like, a whole, like, whoa experience of like it's like it's so funny it's It's so sweet (laughs) that was me (laughs) brooding teenagers yeah some brooding teenager vibes there you go another benefit i'm just giving we're just giving you all the reasons to homeschool that's what we're doing yeah it wasn't necessarily the intent of this episode not quite but we're just talking about our experience but the the title is homeschooling works so i mean it does fall into place um, so extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. Did you do them? Yes. Um, middle school, uh, late elementary, early middle school, I did art classes. Okay. Um, it wasn't a homeschool group. It was just like a community thing. Um, there was this really nice lady. She taught just art classes to kids in the community, no matter if they were public or homeschool. And that's where I would go when I was younger. And then we moved to Florida and I had more opportunities, um, to do archery and MMA in high school. And those were my main two that I did. And those, uh, sports during high school, was it, um, through a public school was it through like a community um, group where it was just whoever wanted to sign up was it yeah it was just community groups okay. honestly mma was a christian dojo but it wasn't restricted to homeschooling or public schooling it's just any kid that wanted to do it yeah. and same with archery um yeah they just like had joad uh junior something something archery related <laughs> um but yeah, it was for any kid, ho- homeschooled or public schooled or private schooled or charter school or whatever. Yeah, okay. just a business trying to. Yeah, honestly, offer it was classes. a business offering yeah. classes. Yeah, like, and and that's the thing that like, um, I, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, not a lot of people understand like that there are so many resources yeah. like besi- outside of homeschool outside of homeschool outside of public school yeah i'm just like here's the thing is like you know just because you're uh homeschooling it doesn't mean that everything you have to everything you do has to be homeschool group like there there's so many community resources in some areas and you know (laughs) 
you, if you don't want to take your kid to the homeschool thing, you don't have to. It's just, you're going to find more people that, you know, are okay with you homeschooling if you do the homeschool thing. You never did any sports or any extracurriculars associated with the public school, right? No. So, yeah. Um, but Florida does have, they did pass the Tim Tebow law yeah. at some point. <laughs> I don't know yeah. when. I don't know what year. I didn't go do my research. Maybe I should have. But um, for those of you who don't know, that's also known as the Equal Opportunity for Access in Education Act, um, also shortened to Equal Access Act. Um, and so several states have passed that act in recent years. Um, I think it's like 30 something states, maybe 30, 31. I don't really know. Um, I have a whole list here. Uh, I could count one by one, but that's a waste of time. Um, but Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Idaho, Illinois, Iowa, Louisiana, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, all these states, okay, have this Tim Tebow bill passed. And Tim Tebow, we all know, okay, athlete, dude, professional, you know, he's, you know, successful in that manner. Uh, but he was homeschooled and he uh, grew up playing football for the local public school. And so when he realized that a lot of homeschoolers weren't getting that opportunity and didn't have any other resources to do those sports yeah. and possibly get to where he got in life, he was like, hey, uh, let's put my name on a bill and get it passed. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so a lot of states have passed that. Florida is one of them. Um, I believe Tennessee also has something like that uh, so that students who are maybe in an area more rural or whatever uh, or somewhere doesn't like homeschools in that like homeschool communities in that area yeah. don't offer something that students can go to their local school district and be like, hey, um, I would like to play softball for your girls softball team or I would like mm -hmm. to play golf or I would like to do this. Um, and in a lot of those states, there's certain requirements you have to meet, uh, which is why some <laughs> groups of homeschoolers are not in favor of this bill. Yeah. That's why Texas never passed it, or uh, I don't think they ever did. They definitely hadn't when I lived there. Um, but is because uh, a lot of homeschoolers don't do state standardized testing. They don't think that the state should have any say. They don't yeah. want the public schools having any say in their child's education. So there's some arguments to be made about like the testing stuff but uh some states do have requirements that you meet certain levels of testing just like your public schooled peers um in order to participate but uh there's still a lot of states that just don't let you participate at all or it's up to the school district and i experienced that personally when yeah when, i remember that being really hard yeah yeah, we lived in uh, Texas during my high school, like I said, and um, where we lived, there just was not that many options for theater. Uh, and I did a lot of theater. Elementary school, middle school, that was my thing. I did it my my freshman year of high school because I was yeah. in Florida for my freshman year. Um, so I did theater all the way through my freshman year of high school, and then we moved to Texas. And in that area, there just wasn't that much there. I think there was... Like, there was certain community theaters, but a lot of the plays that they were doing were not in line with, like, 
things I was comfortable with. Like, they were, you know, adult plays that were, like, super sexual or they were mm. uh, Halloween-themed, like, horror mystery-type stuff. And it just wasn't stuff that I was interested in participating in. Um, and then everything else that we were finding that was a homeschool resource what that was actually a good theater program was super expensive and, like, over an hour drive away and just wasn't realistic for my family at the time. So, um, you know, our immediate thought was, well, we have a high school here and they have a theater program. And so we mm. went to the school district because in Texas, it's up to the school district whether a homeschooler can participate or not. And we talked to the superintendent and he was like, I don't know about that. Like mm. pretty much there, there was one person who was kind of trying to push for me to be able to participate in the theater program, but the overwhelming answer was pretty much no. Um, so I was not allowed to participate. They didn't even offer to let me try to test my way in or anything like that. Yeah, no, it was a straightforward no. Yeah, they just said no. You, you don't go here, you can't participate. And uh, so that was the end of my extracurriculars for the rest of my high school career. Yeah. I just, I went and got a, a part-time job where they worked me pretty much full-time hours because I was homeschooled. Love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, that that's what I did in place of extracurriculars because there just wasn't really anything in my area that was worth it. Um, like, good enough quality and a good enough price um, mm -hmm. to do. So that's definitely, like, a struggle that I feel like a lot of people in areas where there's not a lot of homeschool resources or there's just not a lot of resources in general, they struggle with that. And so I think that school districts should really be more open to it, especially when, yeah. you know, homeschoolers are not these trouble kids. I know uh, a lot of the narrative is it takes away the attention from the public school students. And like, if a homeschool yeah. student succeeds on the, on the football team, then, you know, it, like, what does that say about our public school students? Like, I've heard people use these types of arguments and I'm like, just it's like, a bad thing if like the homeschooler succeeds. Yeah. So, um, there's that, but, uh, yeah, so that was my, my experience with, uh, trying to do extracurriculars in high school, but I did do a lot, um, when I was younger than that, because when I lived in Tennessee and Florida growing up, there was a lot of resources community-wise, homeschool community-wise, and elsewhere. There was just a lot to choose from. Mm -hmm. So, it just depends on where you live, but if you're on the school board, I'm watching you. You better let you let those homeschoolers in. Let in the homeschoolers. <laughs> don't make that kid feel like they don't have anything to do with their life. Okay. Don't make them feel rejected. Yeah. Well, and the thing is too with like theater programs and sports programs and stuff like that. Like, um, even if there is like a community offering or like a homeschool offering, it's not gonna be the same as what these public school kids get because mm -hmm. they have like I've been in public school like auditoriums and like the, the their theaters because I've like done volunteer stuff, but. Mm -hmm. They have, like, they've got the catwalk going on. They have the full lighting and sound system with the spotlight yeah. and everything. And I'm just like, uh, as a homeschool student, anything I ever did that was homeschool related, we didn't have those resources. Um, I did do some stuff that was associated with, like, uh, summer camps and stuff where we were in a public school setting and we had all that stuff. And it was always, like, just, like, amazing to have yeah. the resources you actually needed to put on a good quality production. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so th that was one of my pet peeves in high school was just uh, the lack of resources mm -hmm. for people like myself. 
but yeah because <laughs> it's like what are you gonna do when you don't have like a theater space um <laughs> and then you don't have like a whole group of people to put on a production like yeah uh, you, you just can't really do theater unless you have people and resources <laughs> I mean, unless you start talking to yourself and put a flashlight on you like i said you can't really do theater without <laughs> Okay, but one last question that I wanted to ask, because I got this a lot personally when I was in high school. Um, people seem to think that I was, like, being forcibly kept at home, <laughs> um, even though if I had wanted to go to public school, like, uh, my parents would have let me, especially yeah. in high school. Uh, I actually heavily contemplated, like, going to our local public school for my last year of high school, yeah. just because I had already finished everything pretty much, and I could have taken a few more electives if I wanted to. And I was like, you know, well, I'd actually get to do theater my senior year mm -hmm. and I'd actually get to do certain things. So I, I, I did contemplate it and my mom was like questioning it, but she was just like, you know, if, if that's what you really want to do, then we'll go, we'll go do that. Um, but if you had wanted to, <laughs> would your parents have let you enroll back into public school? Um, it was definitely a conversation we had because I had also thought about going back to public school in my high school years because why not like yeah. I felt like I was doing good homeschool like I thought I would be okay in high school and um there are some other underlying factors in that but uh conversations I would have with my mom it would just be like trying to find the root of why I actually wanted to do it mm -hmm. and seeing like okay is this something you're really passionate about like wanting to go do with your education and yeah. It just kind of, like, ended up, not that she would ever, like, really deter it. It's just, like, asking me why. And then eventually I got to the point where, like, I realized I really didn't want that. Yeah. Well, so. and it's also, like, I feel, like, so idealized. And, like, That's why I wanted it. Yeah. It was very... And movies and stories movies. and and a lot of, honestly, a lot of adults. Mm -hmm. Like, if they didn't have a crappy high school experience they look yeah. back on it like it was the best time of their life yeah that's what i blame <laughs> on me wanting to go because of all the movies and tv shows i was watching at that time in my yeah. life it was very picturesque and like this is what it would look like if you go to a high school yeah. and it's just like oh wow wow that's crazy and like yeah it's not actually that case yeah no, definitely. So, well, see, we were not being forcibly kept at home. If we had really, really, truly yeah. in our hearts wanted to go to public school again or in the first place, <laughs> like whatever, our parents would yeah. have considered it. Um, they were not trapping us in our no, houses. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was like one of the things that like would often get brought up just by other adults, other children making fun of like just being homeschooled. It's like, oh, you're locked away. Oh, you don't got any friends because you're home all the time. When do you socialize? What about their socialization? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Shauna. Huh? I'm so sorry that we can't be friends. Oh, why can't we be friends? Because I don't know how to socialize. So there's oh. no way that I could have possibly made a friend. So yeah. that's why we can't be friends. Oh, then why am I here? I don't know. Probably because you don't know how to socialize. I don't know how to socialize either. <laughs> I just showed up in her house randomly, yep. and now I'm just here. 
I don't know how to socialize, guys. That's why I, you know, recently had a public speaking engagement uh, at a conservative sure. club. And that that's why I was able to get a few internships. And it's because I don't know how to socialize <laughs> with people because I was homeschooled. Yeah, it was all, only because you were homeschooled. You know what? I bet you have good relationships with your professors because you don't know how to socialize. You know what? You're right. I do have good relationships with my professors, but... Um... Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's about it for this episode. If you enjoyed this special Blue-Haired Conservatives episode of the podcast and you want to see more of me and my beautiful counterpart, Shauna, um, don't worry. We've got more content coming for you. In fact, the next episode is specifically about school choice and how the homeschooling scene has changed since COVID. Uh, just make sure you're following the podcast so you don't miss any new content. Also, if you are interested in checking out Shauna's graphic design portfolio and or you would like to follow Subtle Rampage on social media, both are linked in the description below. Uh, be back with more content soon. Bye!